Welcome to The Heath Barnes Show, bringing you interviews and insights to grow your business from some of today's leading voices in the mortgage industry. The Heath Barnes Show is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Heath Barnes. Welcome to another episode of Mortgages Reimagined. I'm your guest, Heath Barnes, and I'm excited to have my friend, my first coach, author, and one of the smartest guys I know in the mortgage industry. So thanks for coming on today, Brendan. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but maybe you remember like when I first, you were my first real coach back in 2009. And I won't go into the long drawn out story, but I got fired from the company I was working for. And I was like our second call. And I'm like, hey, I got some issues to work through. And you're like, take all the time you need. And literally- You, you were a mess. Oh my God, I was a mess. So I, I came home, told my wife, we needed to borrow $50,000 from her 401k, but everything's going to be all right. I lost my job, but it's all going to be all right. <laughs> Little did you know, I had probably two or $300,000 worth of credit card debt as well backing that up. So, But later that year, I had my best year in the mortgage business. I think I made 350,000 that year. So, and it, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with you and the guidance I got from, from you. So, but today I, what I really want to talk to you about is about how our industry is changing and how we become more relevant in the mortgage industry moving forward. What do you think? What do I think? Relevant to who? Let's start with that. Who are yeah. we trying to be relevant to? Yeah, well, relevant to our clients. You know, how do we show up as a loan officer and make an impression on our clients? So uh, how, how do we show up to the referral partners we're doing business with? So, but, so let's do this. If, if our time together today is to really kind of address those two points, the, the, the elephant in the room is that if you want to be more influential with your client, I think you it, it starts the minute the text says, hey, I got your name from Fred. And how do you, if the Ritz-Carlton says everything matters all the way down to the little stones and the pebbles out on the entryway, a quarter of a mile down the road at the entrance, right. it starts to matter right there. And then when the valet opens your door, welcome to the Ritz. And then when the lady at the front desk says, hey, Mr. Mr. Barnes, welcome. Welcome back. Yeah. Like it, it all matters. So here's our problem. If you're listening and you're a loan officer and, and you go, you know, hey, how can I help you, Mrs. Smith? And you dive right into what you do and you become a loan waiter or a loan waitress because what you do is serve interest rates. And here's my link. Click on it. I'll get you a ring. Hey, realtor. Yeah. John Doe called. Yeah. He's got a 780 credit score. I've got the prequal link. Uh, yeah, here's his prequal approval. Yeah, just go show him property. We're good to go. You are going to be extinct and or not because you call on so many realtors. That's what you think your value is. And hey, I, I don't want to diss it. Like there's a lot of really successful loan officers. That's what they do. Right. I, I don't care. I, I want to do it my way to be valuable to the client. So I think what matters to me is that they're making a big decision in their life. 
And most people I know through my experience of 26 years don't have a financial planner. They don't have a CPA. They don't have anybody helping them with their money decisions. They don't do a budget. And they don't think about stuff very often other than through their glass screen and through maybe something they read. So when they call me and say, you know, what's your interest rate? I go, well, here's how you were referred to me. What did the person who referred you say about how I help their clients? Right. Well, I don't know. Well, here's how I help their clients. I'm going to shoot you a quick email outlining my smart start meeting. Whether you're a first timer, you're a move up, you're a repeat, it's a second home, it's an investment property. I'm just going to give you a quick outline of what I've done with previous clients. They've referred me that made their experience a successful one. So why don't we do that? So what's in that first email? Exactly what I do in my smart start. You know, we're going to review credit income assets. We're going to go through uh, a mortgage scale. We're going to look at a timeline for ownership. And then we're going to talk about getting pre-approved upfront and what that benefit is to you. And do you have so that here, with them? You always uh-huh. have, so do you always, do you always have that first conversation? All the time. Yeah. They were referred to me. Yeah. I think they're so if, if, in, just so we can be clear, like my ideal business is 30 to 40 highly referred clients a month that would generate 15 great meetings that would close 10 to 12 loans a month at a half a million alone on yeah. average. And it, ready in a high margin, high payout business, yeah. it, it's a seven digit income. Right. Yeah. I, I don't need a big team. Yeah. People that get referred to me don't. Everybody watching, there's all sorts of systems about here, LP1, LP2, that system. Hey, this person does this person that, and then you call and kiss the baby. I just, I'm a little old school. I think that people need the doctor and yeah, the nurse can prep things, but the doctor should answer that first. Put it this way. If you're generating 40 referrals a month, that's two referrals per business day. You can't tell me as a professional that if you get a referral, that you can't talk to that person for five to 10 minutes as the person who got referred and have a very similar conversation over and over, setting the stage for a meeting with you. The meeting should be physical or the meeting could be via Zoom for a relocation client, right? right? That's ready. That's 20 minutes out of your day for 40 referrals a month. Ready? Go to 60. That's three referrals a day. That's an hour of your day. Go to 80. That's an hour and a half. Now, what I I love about what you're saying is it's not, okay, give me more so I can make more. It's give me less and I'm going to deliver a higher quality experience. I had a teacher once that his motto was less is more. Yeah. He you forgot that. Before that was, it said all more leads solve all problems. And I think that more leads generate a lot of problems. So I don't know if it was the really same teacher. Operations. I don't know if it was the same teacher that had no. both those sayings. It could be, or it couldn't be. But that teacher, I took that to heart because that resonated with me. And so less on the first phone call is more. So to me, here's how I work, Keith. I'm going to send it over to you right now via email. Let's and just do that phone what call. I, 
Excuse let's me? That, let's just do that phone call for our listeners. I'll sure. be the client. You be Brendan. Go. Bring hi. Hey, hey, Brendan. My name is John, and I was referred to you by Sally, and I'm looking to get pre-approved on the loan. Awesome. How do you know Sally? Well, she's my agent. She's She was referred to me by my best friend, Jim. Oh, great. Jim who? Jim Thompson. How, how do you... He's your best friend? Yeah, we grew up together and he dealt with Sally and said she was awesome. And so and she introduced me to you. Great. Well, I didn't help Jim, but I've known Sally now for seven years. She and I met at a Houston realtor lender function and she was just really a funny lady. I really got bonded with her. And then about a year later, she started referring me her clients. Real quick, what did she say when she referred me to you about how we help clients that she sent us in the past. Yeah. She just said, you do an awesome job and you're the guy that, uh, that can help me get alone. So uh, I've had a, uh, some problems from in the past, but my buddy, Jim, he paid cash. I'm not paying cash. Oh, okay. What were your problems? Yeah. We just had some uh, income issues, but okay. I think those are resolved. Okay. Awesome. Well, what I'd like to do, if you can give me your email, I'd like to send you just a brief outline of what we've done in what we call a smart start meeting that we have with clients that she's referred. That meeting takes about 30 to 45 minutes. And I'll send you a brief outline of what we go through. You own right now? No, I'm renting right now. You're renting? Okay. So this would, and but you've owned in the past or this would be your first purchase? Yeah, I've owned in the past. Okay. So this meeting is, you know, it can apply to anyone, a first timer, right. you've owned in the past and you haven't done this in the last. When did you sell that house? 2010. Okay. So you haven't looked at a mortgage in the last 11 years. I haven't. Okay. So yeah, this meeting will be very informative. The bullet points that I send you, will go through some, you know, some basic stuff. I've got, you know, the A to Z of the process. What, what's your timeline on wanting to get, you know, all this information? 60 to 90 days. I'd like to be in something. Okay. Well, my office is in uh, West Houston. Where are you physically? Downtown. Okay. So you're about 20 minutes away. What I'd like to do, what's a good day for you next week? I know it's Friday. Do you have a, do you have a day off? Monday. Why don't I look at my calendar? I'm going to send you this Smart Start meeting overview. On, on the email, there's going to be you know the information about our meeting. There'll also be a link where you can set up an initial file, depending on your you know, timeline, I would suggest maybe just put in some basic information. And if we have times Monday at one or two, my assistant, Hannah, will coordinate that with you. And then if possible, I have a form that I like my clients to fill out in my lobby, but I can also have you fill it out virtually. Which would you prefer? Virtually. Okay. She's going to send you what we call an all about you form. It's got some questions on what you'd want to go through in our meeting at the top of the form. So check any of those questions that would apply to you. And then there's some other brief information. It might take you five to 10 minutes to fill out. If you want to fill out the link, great. You don't have to because we're going to go through all of this in the meeting. Yeah. And do we have to do in person or could we do like a Zoom meeting? You're 90 days out from wanting to buy? Yes. Jim, what do you do? I'm in the uh, construction business. I own a construction company. So, but you have a day off yes. Monday. So here's my thought. I have an office where I've got all my tools. I've got some glass boards in the conference room. I've got a big screen TV. 
with all the PDFs of different things that we could go through. I could certainly do it on Zoom. I don't necessarily, I, in the past for me, I feel like people get so much more meeting in person. You're in the construction business. You know, if it's a Zoom meeting, you might get phone calls and all this stuff. So, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of your undivided attention, I think we would cover a ton of stuff. And I think you wouldn't leave the meeting going, I didn't learn anything. I've never had someone leave the meeting going, this could have been done over the phone a lot easier. All right. So uh, does that answer your question? It does. Sounds like I'm going to be there. Okay, great. Yeah. And Heath, sidebar, if anybody's still watching, you know, people can logistically not be able to meet with you. But I would say if you're selling and, and someone is within 45 minutes and they have a day off, there's always people want to meet people. So I don't care who it is. Like, and if you're already intrigued, by the way, by the bullet points, if you're really the caller who hasn't done anything in 10 years, and I'm telling you, okay, Betty referred you, I help her clients, and I have a very specific system to do that, and I'm going to email it to you so you can read it, you're intrigued. I would say seven out of 10 referrals that are good referrals, nobody's asking questions. They're going, okay, cool. Now, let's let's talk about shoppers. Let's talk about people who don't want to do it. And, and the reality is that script can go, it, it could go 90 different directions. Right. One could be ready. Hey, it sounds like, or it feels like you just, you've got your mind made up and you're going to shop through a bunch of lenders, Heath, to get the best deal for you. Yes, that's it. I, I need, you know, like I, Sidebar, I had a conversation yeah. with a guy yesterday. It's a, uh, you know, jumbo loan. And he's like, well, you know, your rates seem a little bit, you know, higher. And, you know, I want to go with you. But, you know, I, I just want to feel like I'm getting a good deal. Okay. So do you want me to be you? Yeah. What do you say in that situation? Ready? Say exactly what you just said. Yeah. You know, so I've, you know, we've been working together for two or three months. And I feel comfortable with you, but the rates you gave me yesterday were different than three weeks ago. And I've reached out to a couple other people that I first talked, spoke with, and it looks like they've got a little bit better deal than you right now. Hmm. A better deal? Yeah. Meaning a better interest rate and closing costs. Hmm. So... (laughs) Okay. So a better interest rate and closing costs. Yes. Than what you showed me. Okay. And I showed you what? I, I, I love that. You know, because what you're doing is you're just letting them continue to talk. And as when you, when yeah. it, when there's that pause there and you're not saying anything. All I'm, just well, so you know, all I'm doing. Continue to talk. So I had that same conversation yesterday. You and know, never time, split the difference. Never yeah. split the difference book. Great book. If you haven't read yeah, that. It, it's mirroring. Yeah. So b- better interest rate? Yeah, exactly. Better so closing cost? Here's what I uncovered by doing the exact same thing, which is the reason I, I brought this up, is what he said at the end of the conversation. It was a Zoom meeting. And I like to do a Zoom, especially if it's, you know, we're right about to start the loan. Mm-hmm. And or if I'm going over numbers, because you can look and see what they're thinking or saying. And what the guy called me back, he's like, listen, man, I've, we've been working together for a couple of months. 
And I would hate to start this process over with someone else. I just want to feel like I'm getting a good deal. I'm like, okay, well, what's a good deal? Or good interest rate and closing costs. Well, how about closing on time? <laughs> You're closing right. in 30 days. How many? How about getting your jumbo loan? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm going to send over right now and pull up, which is because you said some magic stuff there. I'd been working with him for three weeks. So what I find interesting about that is that's a very vague, like, I don't know what that means, that it, how committed he was to you. Oh, so, so he came because he originally got turned down or Chase okay. said, hey, we got a problem with your income. And now it's three months later. Yeah. He just went into contract. And whenever somebody goes into contract, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, how do I eliminate the chance that he goes anywhere else? Well, the first is time, right? If, right. So I'm thinking, I'm going to close it as quickly as I can. A jumbo loan, 30 days. And right. how can I, because I'm already way ahead of the competition. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's bullet point one to win it. Time. Yes. And then number two is, is listening, being able to listen to what they're saying so you can find your point of leverage. You know, for him, it's, man, you know, I'd hate to start this over with somebody else, but I want right. to feel like I get a good deal. And, you know, a good deal for someone is what they get. You got to ask them, hey, so what's a good deal for you? You know? Yeah. And bring up what they're not talking about. So here is, so I created this document, I'm sharing it right now, where when I'm, when clients are kind of anytime, so we were just rewind real quick. We were role-playing that call. Right. I schedule those meetings. I, Hey, in the end, if someone wants wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you know, and, and, and seven out of 10 will say yes, or, or let's say even six out of 10. So go through you this the other, huh? Just go through this document. For the people yeah, well, hold on. I'm, I'm okay. setting up the stage for this document. So the, so the key is this. The other four, you could play ping pong. You, you, you could quote them an interest rate. You could say, hey, I don't think we're a good fit. Or, hey, let's set this up right now and go through your scenario if you feel like that's what you need to do. But know this. As an originator, you're immediately now catering to a client that's not committed and they don't want to do it your way. So you're already like now under the barrel. So any meeting I have, virtual, physical, whatever, if in the end, like with your guy that he was turned down three months ago and you met with him three months ago and you knew you could do his deal, what I would, I, I use blend that then goes into encompass and like uploads documents and sends them reminders. So I'm sending a blend invite to say, Hey, do these things. I send this thing called your next steps, which is your upfront loan approval. And so we came up with this because, you know, you can't charge for an approval and you can't get like a deposit. Right. But I was like, okay, what's the benefit to this jumbo guy if he starts to really commit to you? Right. Increase your negotiation advantage, Mr. Smith, because when you're making an offer, when I have all your shit in, I can help write a better letter or make a phone call. Hey, be able to close more quickly, get better interest rates, avoid stress, right? Benefits to him. Love now- that. Hey, Mr. Smith, jumbo guy with the jumbo weird loan. When you make an offer, uh, or when you make an offer, you receive the following. And the following is this from us, our advocacy, our accessibility, and our confidentiality. 
And I thought of these words specifically because there was, and this was almost back to like Renee and uh-huh. like my branding guy, like what makes you different? And this one guy let, literally said, no, Brennan, you're like a client advocate. Like mm-hmm. you're an advocate for your client. Right. And I was, and he goes like, no one at Quicken does this. No one at Bank of America, there's not one loan officer in America at Bank of America that's an advocate for their clients. They're a fucking loan officer at a bank. So this is these were words that meant something to me. And I go, this is what you get when you hire me. By the way, stuff you need to do, boom, boom, stuff we do. Here's why I put these on there. Because, hey, you have a list, Mr. Borrower, that you need to complete. And then we do stuff. We actually do stuff that costs money. Yeah. Look, verify your employment, retrieve credit updates, perform IRS verifications, provide sample mortgage. You know, like this is the stuff we do. This is time commitment. Now, look Heath at this. Look at this, Heath. Your loan approval commitment. I, we pledge to work with Brendan. Love that. Look at there. It wants your signature. I want your ink. Yeah. How many of your clients send this back? That come in for a smart start meeting? Yeah. Almost all, uh, 80%. Yeah. Guess what else we do? What? We get this signed. Guess what we send as well with this? The approval letter. No. Credit card commitment for your appraisal order. Oh, nice. And get that signed up front. Guess what happens? Guess what happens when they get both of these and they're on the fence? They're off. Or you know, you, you know where they are. Correct. The, so your jumbo guy would have been like, this is the role. You, you be him. You've got the credit card commitment in this letter. And then say, hey, man, why do you need all this? Why do you need all this? Well, Heath, this is our process. I know you were turned down from the other lender. I know you got referred by Betty Buttercup, the realtor at Remax. I know we've gone through the smart start. You said you wanted to move forward. This is what we do. But what if I get a better rate somewhere else? A better rate somewhere else. Hey, hey, Heath, I'll be honest. You have a tough jumbo loan. You have the right to shop. When you were in my office last Monday and you went through all this, the next steps were, are this. Yeah. If you want me to do all these things and, and you want to work with me, this is what you get. Now, I respect you doing nothing. And if you want to call me whenever you go under contract, you're just not going to get all of this. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. This is not a hard close. But if you want me to do the upfront work, which takes my resources, I need a commitment from you. And with the credit card, with the appraisal, we found this. Do you see that part that says, be able to close more quickly and increase your negotiation advantage? When I make that call to the listing agent on your behalf on, on September 10th, and they say, we really want to close on September 30th, I have no time to wait for you to get me your credit card authorization to order your appraisal. It has to happen instantly. Yeah. So here's the deal. You're going to sign that if you want to move forward. We're not going to charge the card, but you know, yeah, I, I can't do it without it. Wait a minute, what I... What I... 
love about this is number one, you're figuring out where they are on the fence. Number two, in the environment that we're probably soon going in, which is a more competitive environment as interest rates go up and as uh, fintech comes into being, you know, you're going to have to separate yourself from the competition. Well, here's the thing. What values do you provide in the process besides just here is your payment and here are your closing costs? We all know that navigating the process of getting their approval, every loan has an issue. Yeah. We all know that requires skill. We all know that, hey, they're going to forget us. So how do we stay relevant? Well, the relevancy is about the process that you take them through and the mm-hmm. impact that you have with them along the way. Mm-hmm. And where do you resonate? Where do you care? Where is the opportunity? Anybody watching this, I can't tell you the opportunity until you show me the situation. Right. It's saying, Tiger Woods, how do you play golf? Well, what course, what hole, what shot, what club, yeah. what ball? You know, is there wind? So to me, it, it's down to this. If you're not really dissecting your front end process, kind of putting a period on the end of this sentence and, and understanding every part of that first 15 minute interaction is critical. Every part of that first meeting is critical to set the stage. Then you're just working by accident. You literally, Joe Stump 101, the quality of your life is dictated by the quality of your clients on a daily basis. I heard that from him in 1995. Say that again. The The quality quality of your life life is dictated by the quality quality of your clients on a daily basis. Yeah. Now, the quality of your business life. But then yeah. that could be mixed into your regular life. So the interesting part is you have the right to fire a client. Mm. We're not government workers. So if you don't have a process, then you work with everybody. Right. If you have no standard, every lead, you're thinking, I need to get this lead and do whatever they want. So as soon as you define what it is you want and how you want to deliver it so that it's a, a, a unique experience that you're proud of, then you're just going to be a lone waiter or waitress doing deals and burning out. And by the way, just because I have my process doesn't mean I don't have the same stressors and all that stuff. And you know, there's always that wiggle room where you want to try to work with a client because they were referred by your best realtor. You don't want them going somewhere else. Are you willing to cut a little? And then you realize what you're sacrificing, which by the way, we're always doing in any area of our life. Like, hey, you could be great with your diet and then Friday's cheat day, eat pizza and cheesecake. All right. You know, you can't stay disciplined all the time. However, that person that does have six days a week of a good diet and one cheat day is probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. So if you go, hey, six clients, I really want to do this. And the last one, I'm ready to break the rules. Be ready that when the rules are broken, you're just going to be the caterer and you're going to apologize along the way. Yeah. And and do I do that? Sure. But do I like doing that? No. Would yeah. I prefer every client does it the way I want to do it so that I can control the situation? That's where when you question, where is mortgage lending headed? For me, I am perfecting my value so that the clients that work with me go, dude, I ain't calling anybody else. Right. I don't care what the rates are. I have an advocate and an advisor and my mortgage person and his team, they 
take care of me. Yeah. I don't care who your guy is. Now, ready? Our job is awesome because if we can do that to the tune of whatever your goal is, 2 million a month, 3 million a month, 4, 5, if it's 10, fantastic. As long as you can keep that unit of what you're delivering on the front end, you know. And I think most originators in, in our industry, at least our competitors, they when they talk to the client, they listen to the client and they give the client whatever the client asked for. And I sure. think as originators, we're in a unique position. Unlike any other finance industry, we get to look at all of their debts. We get to look yeah. at all of their credit. We get to look at how much money they have in the bank, how much they're not saving or they are saving. And we get to decide, okay, well, am I going to make a stand for this client and educate them a little bit on money, right? And I think, you know, to be relevant moving forward, you know, we all have a history of, of money that's been taught to us by our parents. And most of our parents taught us, okay, you need to get a put as much money down, shorten the term and pay it off as quickly as possible, right? Right. So, and how has that changed for you? Well, I think, it, you know, the, the key is this, when most clients that come to me, part of that process that we talked about earlier, when they're filling out the form and, and I have a section about their money, and then it says, do you have a financial planner? Yes, no. Do you have a CPA? Yes, no. Then the next line, do you have anyone else assisting you with your money decisions? Yes, no. Do you do a budget? Yes, no. How much do you save per month? How much do you put in your 401k per month? Yeah. Those are all the questions that I have in the money section. Yeah. And how often does your client say, hey, can you help me? Can you help me with that? Well, when they go no, right, to the answers. Yeah. And we have a quick conversation. I simply try to say this every time. Hey, Heath, it, it looks like you don't really have anybody. I mean, you're we're using your role play. You're, yeah. you're in the construction business. So you're thinking about building houses and commercial buildings all day long. Looks like you don't really have anybody helping you with your money. I don't. So, hey, I'm so glad you came in. I think the biggest thing I could do for the next 30 to 45 minutes in this meeting is kind of go through what we talked about in the outline, but I'm going to try to open up my mind to like really look at your situation. And I have a financial planner. I have multiple. I have a CPA and I have other people kind of helping me with my money decisions. They're more like mentors. And I do a, you know, so I might, if you're open to it, refer you to one of those people because dude, you're making good money. And if you don't really have any of these advisors, I mean, Nobody goes and builds their own house by themselves without a contractor's license, right? Right. So, so, you know, I'll try to give you the best advice I can, knowing what I know, having worked with all these professionals for the last 15 years. Don't take anything that I advise you on in this meeting as I am a financial planner or a CPA, but I know a lot by working with them. So yes. I'm going to do my best to answer all your questions. And if at the end, I take notes... On this piece of paper, this would be my meeting from yesterday. And I'm going to write little homework assignments for me and for you. And one of them might be to connect you to a financial planner. Nice. I love that sheet. Will you send me both of those sheets? And we'll put those in the uh, show notes. So if, yeah, I love that. Look at that.
That was yesterday's smart start. Look at their answers. The money part. Nice. No. And uh, most people I think you find are the same way. They don't have anyone helping them with money because we're a society that likes to figure it out on our own, I think. Right. So when you said, where is this industry going? It's all going to depend on the loan officer and their belief system around, can they really advise people and help people? I Just before you and I got on this call, I was with a guy that has influence over about 10,000 financial advisors in the US. And he's got a well-received, you know, podcast business. And, and I'm going to do some stuff with him. And, you know, honestly, even financial advisors don't know that much about yeah. real estate and mortgage and credit scoring and all the stuff we do. So anybody watching know this. If you've been in this business for a year or for 10, you know a ton about the economics of credit, income, and assets and how they affect people. The issue would be, what are you going to do besides their mortgage to help them? Mm -hmm. So, you know, a Band-Aid would be, hey, I'm going to plug you into HomeBot and yeah, yeah, just check your home value. A Band-Aid would be, I'm going to send you an amortization schedule. Yeah. Do you do anything after the sale? Do you do after they close? Like, what are some of the things that you do with clients? Nah, fuck. I just, I delete them all. I don't even follow up with anybody. I, I use, we, we are mandated to use top of mind. So they get little reminders and I, you know, HomeBot is another one, but then I'm old school right now. My marketing calendar, look a postcard once a month on how we helped someone the previous month. I do a quarterly newsletter, just kind of update on me personally, quarterly. And then we're doing what we call house aversary cards. So we pull up all the closings for the last five years every month, and then we send a post on their equity position, and it comes in an envelope, and it's got a nice stamp on it and my business card inside. Tell me about your book. You're an author, right? Never Sell Your First Home. Do you give that to your client? Is it published yet? No, I'm in the final stages of edits with my editor. And, and typeset. Nice. It's about a hundred and right now it's about 130 pages. Nice. And so what's the plan with the book? Would you give it out to your clients? Sure. Anything else? Yeah. I mean, it's essentially a, a guide for if you own your current home and you want to get into the investment property business, maybe your current home is your next best investment, right? You don't have to sell it. You can prep it to take the equity from it and buy the next one. That's can be complicated or it can be very easy depending on the situation. And not everybody has to keep their first home. I sold my first home when I moved from Virginia to Tennessee and years later regretted it. And that's one of the reasons the book, I kept hearing from people, I should have never sold that property. And then I was like, man, I should have never sold my place in Alexandria. Yeah. So the book started, I started writing it in 2017 and then just over time, kept putting stuff into it with field studies from clients. And just overall, I own a lot of rental property. I've learned a lot through that. So it's, it's kind of sharing this step-by-step -step guide to show people how to do it. And you know, in the end, I do believe that some of you know, the greatest investments we can make are in real estate. You know, there's you're very well versed in cryptocurrency, great investment, you know, mutual funds, stocks, bonds, all great investments. But like real estate to me has been something that I've seen a lot of wealth built through it. So this book was really 
just the, it was the, the child of like hearing that phrase over and over and going, man, people need to know about this and a step-by-step guide to do it and just get it out into the marketplace. So well, I think in this environment, which is a, an inflationary environment that we're in, I think it's, you know, sep- it'll separate you from the competition, but most people don't realize that in an inflationary environment, real estate is where your money needs to be. And so yeah. I think people are just confused by how much money they need down and, you know, how to keep the house. And so uh, maybe we can do uh, another podcast on that. Yeah. But- yeah, for sure. I think, you know, it's funny talking to advi- talking to loan officers about how you can better yourself with your clients and the relationship. It, clearly, we can talk to them about their money. We can become their friend. We can, you know, try to have parties and invite them to things. And so it could be a combination of all of that. Yeah. Or it could just go back to, hey, we know a lot about this one thing, and this is what we think we can help you with over and over. There's this this roadmap that I'll send you that I think this was like 2013, Heath. And I just was like, I was in the shower and I was like, you know, there's these boxes and there's 25 of them. And as a loan officer, there's like basic building blocks, there's the next level and there's layers. But I was like, what are the boxes? So we created it. I'll send it to you. You can send it out to people that ask you about it. And the key is this, we're all working on those boxes all the time. Maybe not all 25. Heck, a, a really good business may focus on three or four of the boxes and it's a great business. So it's not as if you need to, but when we really look at producing and building a great business, there's all these things we can do. And the question is time and energy and team and you know what your intent is. And I think it you putting this out there for people to learn more, you know, they're receptive to a new way. And then, you know, how do you what tools do you use to better yourself other than like being around people that do it or like reading a book? or starting to try something new, just like a new golf swing. It's going to be uncomfortable until you get that result. So that's the fun part. Like my motivation in all of this is always just playing it a little bit better. And you know, we had you on today because you know, you're, I I have to tell you, one of the smartest guys that I know in the industry. And every time we talk, you've created something new. I think you created the agent pyramid for those people before, I bet there's a lot of coaches that have been that's been passed down to, but you're the one that came up with that and you're the one that produced it. And for years we got coached on it. And I think they still coach on it. So oh yeah, I'm the totally accounts pyramid. pyramid. Yeah, accounts pyramid. So Brendan coached in the core from what was it, oh four to uh, yeah, a long time. Anyways. So, I mean, I appreciate you being on today. I appreciate you sharing what I think are going to be some valuable tools that an originator can uh Use to separate himself in the future. So For I want to sure. have you on Dude, and let, Yeah, let's do it again. And then you and I can have our, we can have our cryptocurrency update offline and maybe we'll share that next time. Yeah. And t- so if, if they want to get, get in touch with you, what's the best way for our listeners or viewers to get in touch? I mean, just you put my name out there. They're getting in touch with you, man. They don't need me. They need I'll you. Put, I'll put your email and, and uh, cell phone and home address. Just Google Brendan Donaldson. Like some meme will pop up. Now, you know, at some point we'll have like a never sell your first home Instagram page. And like, I think I, I really want to feature that because 
so many originators could learn just grabbing this book and giving it to their client and just hearing about that because that's such a niche that, dude, a client can't call Quicken and go, show me how to do this. The Quicken right. cubicle loan officer is like, well, I'm not exact. No, you. I've heard more people tell me that, that they were told they had to put down 25% if they own a current home. I'm yeah. like, whoa. So we digress. Dude, fun call. I, I can't wait to do it again. And uh, you and I need to get more and share good ideas because you, you likewise, are always thinking super smart. And you know, from that moment of where you were at, at the very bottom of the depths, getting fired and borrowing job. money to like where you are now, uh, yeah. you know, it's always fun connecting to you because you've got a great energy and yeah. you always want to try stuff that's that works. And that's hey, you know, in our fifties now, we're, we're, we're a little smarter, right? Well, man, I appreciate it. As as your uh, logo comes up on your shirt, champion, man, you've always been a champion of mine. So, oh, get on today, Brendan. Dude, big hug, man. Virtual hug. Boom. All right. And there you have it. Another great episode. Don't forget to check out the notes at heatbarns.com. And you can find out more about all the ways we can help you at heatbarns.com. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk next time.